Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, online marketing strategies, web, search, social, email, mobile, news, tips, tricks, and best practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Well, I guess we're on the show now. Um, I apologize to everybody. We had indeed another outage with our Internet, um, and we're trying to get back up right now. We're trying to get the folks on on the line from Zoomerang. Um, so we're doing this the old-fashioned way uh, with a mobile phone. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. Um, what's that like? Mobile? Yeah, like two, that's so 2009. <laughs> So we're gonna we're trying to get a if the folks from uh, if the folks from Zoomerang are on the line um, or are wondering what's going on, if you could just email Jen your contact phone number because we're doing the, all this all through Skype. Oh, let's see. Go, go ahead and uh, pull in. Just do it. Just hit that. I just we are totally technically challenged today. Okay, they're in. All right, is somebody on the phone? Hello? Hi. Hi, Hi who is this? This is Alex Terry. I'm the general manager of Zoomerang. Wow, fantastic. We have uh, we have had a Internet outage. This is the second time in a row that we've had this happen. Um, so we're going to have to have to – we're either going to have to move the show to another building or – or something. Sorry about the uh, sorry about the delay. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's uh, not a problem. We were just you know we were curious. We're we're sitting here. We have, have our Skype set up all ready to go, uh, and uh, I just we weren't sure what was going on. So I called in the number and started listening to see if you know maybe we were missing the show. No, it's perfect. Well, and we saw that someone was dialing in, so we we're hoping and praying that it was you guys. That's me. Well, it's uh, it's right. Um, we can yeah. also. Dial in on a conference phone here uh, in my office. So we have we have we have four people here in the office uh, with me right now, and so yeah, um, happy to stay on this line, or we can call in using the speakerphone. Yeah, call in using the speakerphone, and we'll and we'll uh, we'll be right in. Great. And we should just use the same number, the uh, the number yep. I just called in. Exactly. Okay. Let's grab the uh, that the main conference phone. It should be right there. Yeah, and if and if you want to change over to Skype at some point, if the Skype link comes back up, just let us know. We've got a uh, our setup all ready to go here. All right. Well, I th- I think I think we're going to give up on Skype on our end today, um, okay. because it, it was literally it. I was dialing uh, Chelsea and and it just went absolutely dead. So so if we if we still have some listeners out there today, um, you're you're hearing a live uh, troubleshooting session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it is after all a marketing tech blog, right? This is marketing technology. So. 
there has to be a few glitches. Yeah, the, the good thing is it's a live show. Everybody knows that we're going to run into problems every once in a while. Okay. Well, are, those, are those folks dial in on the other number now? Yeah, we're connecting. Uh, we had disconnected the, the conference phone okay. to connect the Skype setup, and so we're, we're turning it back on. Just a minute or two when you plug it in for three. In, in the meantime, we're happy to get going. I can just put you on speaker here so that you can hear other folks in my office. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I just want to. So, do you want me to do a quick introduction of who we have sitting right here? Yeah. So, so I guess I'll, you know, we'll officially open the show now, and then um, what I can do is we can actually download the audio later. And the only people that will know how uh, how messed up we were at the beginning uh, were the live were the live listeners and the folks here in the office that are um, having it, getting a kick out of this. Um, okay. So I'll, Open it up that uh, today is uh, Friday the uh, 20 uh, on the actually Friday the 30th and um, on the line we have the Zoomerang team. Zoomerang is a recent sponsor uh, to the Marketing Tech Blog, so you've noticed that we've gotten a lot more interactive uh, with our audience on there, and we're going to be talking um, to the whole team at at, uh, at Zoomerang today. Uh, talking about survey strategies, the history of the company, uh, everything that you can think of when it comes to survey and polling, and it just affords an, you know, at the basic, it just affords an incredible opportunity uh, for companies to to build that extra connection with their audience uh, online and capture information. Uh, we have in in the room today. We have uh, we have a bunch of people. We have Adam Small with Connective Mobile. Uh, and digital home info. So he's a mobile marketer and uh, and uh, runs a real estate marketing platform. We have uh, the folks from HCC MIS. They're a, a travel insurance company uh, here in town, and uh, and they they're also um, soon to be a client, right? So that's exciting. Uh, we have uh, Stephen and Sarah and Jen and and Doug Thies from Lifeline Data Center. So we've got a we've got a whole gang of people, and we'll have some questions for you throughout the show. So welcome aboard, Zoomerang. Uh, first of all, it has been fantastic having you guys as a sponsor. It's just been so much fun uh, so far. And uh, and if you want to start off with introductions on your side, we'll, uh, we'll move forward. Uh, thanks, Doug. Doug, do you prefer Douglas or Doug? Doug is fine. Doug. So thank you very much for having us on your show. It's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, this is Alex Terry speaking. I'm the general manager of Zoomerang. And here in the office with me, I have Laura Moon, who runs the marketing for us. I have Chelsea Bacoy, who is a marketing manager, and and Jason Miller, Miller sorry, <laughs> who uh, is our social media marketing expert. Fantastic. And we also have join, joining us in a few minutes would be Dinah Bowen, who runs sales for all of our Zoomerang sample and some other uh, sales for for market tools. Wow. Uh, well, well, welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks. Thanks. Can you hear us okay, Doug? Well, we can hear you fine. So I guess, I guess we can start out with what's the what's the history behind Zoomerang? I mean, I, I think you guys have been been obviously a, a, a you know just just been around on the net for a long time. Um, where where did you guys start? How did it all begin? That's a it's a great question. So Zoomerang actually was the first online. A survey company launched back in 1999. So this is going way back, you know, when uh, you know before the first dot com boom, back when you know the internet was really going crazy. And um, Zoomerang was 
really successful in the early early days because, it, you know, for the same reasons it's been successful now. It uh, it provides an, an easy, fast, and very affordable way for for customers to to connect with uh, with their own their end customers. Yeah, absolutely. Nineteen ninety nine. So, how many customers do you guys have now? So we've we've recently passed the two million customer mark, which is a uh, Really, an exciting milestone for us. Will be some of those. <laughs> Adam wants customers. <laughs> Absolutely. That's fantastic. Two million. Is there, there any? And counting. Outside of like a Google, is there another company that has that many customers on a software as a service? Well, there there are a few other companies in the space. Uh, we're certainly one of the largest. Um, when I look at our competition, really the way we think of competition is really the old pen and paper survey. And part of what made Zoomerang grow so quickly is the fact that, you know, it's it's really challenging to create pen and paper surveys. You have to then you know, enter that data. It's an error-prone process. And the fact that you can have very easy, fast, and affordable ways to capture that feedback and connect with your with your audience has really allowed Zoomerang to grow very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it, and we've already seen it. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, we've we've run, I guess, about four surveys on our blog, and um, you know, when we first started, and that's why it's good to have you guys on the phone today, so we can hear some tips and tricks. But when we first started, you know, it was a little bit slow, and people didn't really react. But it seems like the, you know, with each survey, we're getting greater and greater, you know, um, activity with folks, uh, especially when we're starting to hit on their passion points. Um, like we did talking about Facebook changes the other day, that really uh, that really opened up the survey quite a bit. Uh-huh. If, if Doug, if you want, I can just give you a very a, a quick two or three minute overview, and then we can go into more Q and A if you'd like. Would that be helpful? Oh, that would be perfect. So you're 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 obviously a, a marketing expert. You run the, the marketing tech blog for Blog Talk Radio, and so it's really not going to be any surprise to you. Oh, I think we have a, a second line going on here. I think we have even a higher fidelity compensation, so I'm going to switch over there. Doug, can you hear us on this phone? Ah. Yeah, it looks like the switch went through. All right, awesome. This is my. Is, is the quality on this phone better? <laughs> It was, it, was a, it was a seamless transition. <laughs> seamless transition, perfect. Does it sound like the aliens came down? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. I think we blasted every anybody who was wearing headphones listening to the show. Uh, we, we might owe them some money for hearing aids later on. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, I guess we uh, had a bit of a transition there. No worries. No worries. But picking up where I left off, I was I was mentioning that you're a marketing expert, and, and really smart marketers and business owners of all types know that they need to connect with their customers to succeed. They need to to listen. They need to act. And so Zoomerang really helps facilitate that. So we're Zoomerang is a fantastic tool for online surveys and polls. It's easy, it's fast, and it's affordable. So it allows people to create and customize their online surveys and polls, allows to send them, 
online, and then obviously to, to gather and analyze the results. Uh, part of the reason it's so affordable is we literally offer a free package. So Zoomerang costs zero to get started. You can use one of you can use your own survey or poll, or you can customize one of our many templates. And these are templates that have been designed by market research experts. And everything about Zoomerang really tries to take the guesswork out and make it very easy and approachable for everybody. You don't need to be a market research expert to to gather very actionable and useful feedback using Zoomerang. On the affordable side, again, it's free to start. And we offer many different packages, pro and premium levels, um, sort of free or $199 a year or $600 a year. And we also offer both monthly and annual versions of these packages. It's, it's worth noting that we do offer uh, discounts for volume. We offer discounts for educational and nonprofit users as well. And a lot of the details are available on our website. So any of your listeners who want to find more, they can certainly go to that website. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. And one of the things that, that makes uh, the Zoomerang service uh, really relevant and, and easy to use is it allows you to gather that feedback really wherever your audience happens to be. So we've, we've done all the work on our end to make it easy for you to use. For example, I'd say most of our customers are using email as a way to reach out. So they provide a list of email, uh, email addresses, and then they create a survey. They send that survey out, and then those folks receive those emails and then you know, click on a link and fill in that survey. But that's not the only way. We also offer surveys on web pages, um, on our own website, or you can even take a survey or poll and embed it on your own website, and that way the traffic stays with you at your own website. Um, yep. It's also worth, worth noting that um, we offer mobile surveys. You can have a traditional SMS-based survey. You can literally answer a survey by sending text messages back and forth using really almost any mobile phone at this point. And we also have a series of mobile surveys that work on iPads, iPhones, really any smart device. And one of the things that Jason will talk more about later is the fact that uh, given the, how relevant social media is in this day and age, we've spent a lot of time and energy creating one-click integration with Facebook and Twitter, allowing you to create a, a, a poll or survey and then send it out using Facebook or Twitter as a way of connecting with your own audience. And, and most recently, we've created our own Facebook app. So you can now literally go on to Facebook, search for Zoomerang, install the app, and start sending po polls and surveys to you know, anyone that you can access to have access to on Facebook. Is that, yeah. is that a helpful starting point? And you guys just came out with that not too long ago, right? Yeah, quite recently. It's been in beta for a while, but we just uh, kind of flipped the switch and have started talking about it quite recently, you know, within our subscriber base and on our website. Well, and and, and it's it's fantastic to use. I was really I, I was really pleasantly surprised at how simple it was just to add the app and then people just literally click on the answer to record the results. So it's, it's dare I say it's even easier than, uh, you know, than a typical survey that you might, might run into. Well, thanks. We, we put a lot of time and energy into trying to make it easy to use. That's one of the hallmarks for Zoomerang. We really try to make sure it's very, very simple, easy to use, because this is really targeting a do-it-yourself audience. Again, you don't have to be a market research expert to get valuable insight and make more informed decisions using Zoomerang. One of the things that we paid a lot of attention to on the Facebook app and also Zoomerang as a whole 
is allowing you to embed photos and videos in, in all your different question types. And, and we see a lot of people getting excited about how easy it is to put photographs. You can you know, vote on photographs or choose videos, which you like, like the best. And we're seeing a lot of uptick on that, that those features. Awesome. Do you have any, uh, any stats yet on how many uh, Facebook apps users you have now? You know, I don't, I don't have the stats yet, and um, I don't know if we'd, we'd release that right at this point since we just launched it. I, I would be surprised if it's, if it's too many because, again, we, just, we really only started talking about it in the last couple of weeks. But we're yeah. seeing a really nice geometric uh, growth, growth curve on that. So, uh, it's, it's, so apparently the people who are trying it seem to like it. Awesome. Alex, yeah, there's, yeah. oh, go ahead. Lifeline data centers. Um, what, what are clients like, you know, what are businesses using you guys for? I mean, customer satisfaction seems like a natural. What, what, what's the practical side of Zoomerang in, in a business? Sure. And so with 2 million customers, the quick answer is almost anything you can imagine, our customers are using Zoomerang to ask, ask that question. I mean, we literally capture millions of completed surveys a month um, around a wide variety of topics. But let me give you the top five or six to try to answer your question. So as, as, you, as you brightly guessed, customer or member feedback is probably the single biggest group. Um, we also see a very large number of employee feedback surveys, a lot of training feedback, uh, event or program feedback, for example, um, how did the training session go, or we had our, uh, our company off-site, or we had our annual holiday party, things like that. You see a lot of event planning and, and program planning. So, uh, And again, Zoomerang, you see very informal uses and very formal uses. So it might be, uh, here are the three locations that we are we're thinking about for our upcoming holiday party. You know, which, which one do you prefer, or, and maybe it's what dates work best for you? kind of informal surveys like that, we see a lot of those going out. Um, we also see a lot of educational usage. For example, people working on research projects or you know, student feedback. Um, and we do, of course, see some academic research uh, and product feedback as well. So you see a lot of folks in the, the planning stages doing some kind of more traditional market research. Does that, does that answer uh, your question? Absolutely. What about the offbeat stuff? Uh, any any use of the product? Uh, any use of surveys that surprised you? Well, any, uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, some of the most exciting ones are are the ones that you never would have expected. Um, so, for example, I'll just remember two or three. The whole team can chime in here, but I remember two or three jumping out. We we uh, look at some of the exciting surveys you know in our weekly staff meeting. So, for example. We saw a number of local newspapers using Zoomerang polls and surveys to uh, to find out who should be the most valuable player, you know, in the high school football or high school basketball leagues. And I thought that was really fun because I liked it for a number of reasons. One, a lot of these smaller newspapers they are interested in having content on their own local website, and so they're using the Zoomerang poll to one capture feedback in their community. And by the way, they're getting like 50, 60, 70,000 answers. I mean, oh, a week. A week. There's, a, there's quite a lot of uptake on these kinds of things. And so it's really a couple of opportunities. One, it's a chance for them to reach out to the community and find out you know, who, who is the MVP. But two, 
you know, at the end of the week, they post the results, and I think a lot of those people come back and see who won. It's really interesting. So that's one that I really liked. A number of ones uh, that were very interesting were, for example, art festivals or movie festivals. Um, so we have art shows where people can vote on which art collection is the most interesting. Or we see people who are in the process of creating a, a movie. Like, what would, what would the car of the main character is going to drive? What's, what's the muscle car that he should be driving? And they put up six or seven different photos of these cool-looking cars and the potential audience votes. And these are, I don't know if it was millions, but hundreds of thousands of votes for uh, like which car the, the character should drive. And so I just think it's so fascinating that, that people are using a tool like Zoomerang to really connect with their audience and, and help them shape the story or shape, uh, shape the project that they're working on. Do you well, have I any favorites? I'm sorry, I'm go ahead. Who's that looking around the room? See any other favorites jump to mind? Yeah, I've, I've got a few favorites. Um, this is Laura. I've, we actually have one that's running right now by a, a, a grill in Boston. It's Jerry Remy's Grill in Boston. And they've had over 1,500 responses so far this week. And it's basically they're asking, do you want Francona, who I gather is a Red Sox <laughs> ball player, and they're saying, do you want Francona and Red Sox to part ways? And uh, right now, it's no way is leading with 64%. But, you know, this is a really great way of a, a local uh, grill in Boston to get fans in the area, um, you know, voting on something that's really passionate, you know, to their to their city, but also getting people to remi- remember, hey, this is the cool grill. This is the, the Red Sox grill. This is where we should come when we want to watch games or go out to dinner or have some beers. So that's a fun one. Um, another one that was one of was was really fun to watch for us was um, there's a company called Zotes, Z-O-T-E-S, so Zotes.com, and they sell uh, crazy flavors of sunflower seeds. And they had during the Sweet 16 this year, they had this um, like Sweet 16 flavor off of what should be their new flavor. So it was things like. Bacon sunflower seeds versus blue cheese sunflower seeds, beer baked versus jalapeno, and like dill pickle sunflower seeds versus Jamaican jerk. I think we couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, you can buy any of those at Zotes.com. And I, I don't own that company. You know, we have, we have a uh, – it was interesting when you were talking earlier just about art festivals. We have the Indie Fringe out here. And it's this cool, you know, kind of fringe festival where uh, there's art shows literally all the way down the street, and people um, people kind of meet and mingle in the street and talk about, you know, which shows were great. So, like the, it seems to me like the text messaging survey thing would be too cool, you know, yeah. just log on and see which shows are getting the highest rank ratings. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, so one of the things that we were really excited about earlier this year is that Zoomerang was selected as the, the interactive partner for South by Southwest. So that's a, a very well-known you know, festival with 50,000 uh, attendees this year. And uh, so they have something like 5,000 individual sessions over almost two weeks, I think it is, around three tracks. And so Zoomerang was the tool used uh, to capture feedback on, on mobile devices for the most part, actually. And so, yeah, it's really exciting to be part of that. Is it common to drive more traffic for, for folks to see results of the survey they took? I mean, 
I, uh, I like the kind of self-perpetuating traffic model. You know, you mentioned that uh, people vote for their favorites and then come back to the site to see who won. Well, it's, it's funny. We eat our own cooking in that regard. So, for example, um, we poll our own users on things like uh, we've got a list of five or six features that we're considering rolling out next. And so we would do a little campaign and say, which features do you want most? And then, of course, customers vote on it. And then we say, hey, we listened to you. This is the result. And therefore, we're rolling out uh, this feature. So, for example, just this month, we rolled out a feature that allows the, our, our users to have a progress bar show up during survey taking, if they want. They don't have to have a progress bar, but it's something that our customers voted on. And we said, we listened to you, and, and here you go. One month later, we're rolling out this progress bar. And so, I that, saw, you're right. And it's a, it is it is a great feature. I I, uh, I haven't we haven't done a multi you know step survey with your tool yet. We've been sticking. You know, we're we're junior we're junior survey folks, so we've been sticking to you know uh, blog polls so far. But the 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 grand poobah of surveys will be around the corner. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. We'll have a little we'll be wearing a little fez, <laughs> like a little party fez. <laughs> let's let's, um, let's to uh, you know, kind of survey best practices, and this is this is where honestly, you know, we need help, and and I need help is, you know, I want to become you know a, a great survey designer, you know, and not just you know obviously there's there the aesthetics of you guys have taken care of that and made it so simple, but you know, can we talk a little bit about you know as you're designing a survey and you're Figuring out, you know, either the quantity of questions to ask, or, or the quality of those questions, or, you know, how you e even the methodologies that you use to to word the questions so that you don't get ambiguous answers. Can we kind of walk through, you know, some of those best practices that people should keep in mind? Absolutely, Doug, and, and we'll have Chelsea walk through some of those best practices. Let me just set it up a little bit. Take thirty seconds before I turn it over to Chelsea. There's really two main ways that customers use, use Zoomerang. So the, the first way is they're trying to ask questions or connect with audience members, for example, email addresses that they already have, people that are already coming to their website, and they want to understand, they want to get an answer to a question for folks they have access to. The second way is they have a question and they want to come to Zoomerang and say, uh, access our online panel. This is a more of your traditional market research. So, for example, I would, li I would like people who uh, make a certain amount of money, live in these three cities, go out to eat three times a week, or they have a cell, cell phone. They, they have a series of filtering criteria, and so we use our online panel, and, and Dinah can talk about that a little bit later. So the, for the first best practice is really if you're building your own survey or, or customizing one of our templates, Chelsea can walk through some of the guidelines that help you get really useful feedback. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Great. Hi, everybody. Um, and just to Alex's point, I think some of these best practices will carry over regardless if you're going out to your own audience or you're going out through Twitter or what, um, what have you. It's just making sure at the high point to, um, to create an effective survey. So step back, kind of think about what you're trying to accomplish. Um, what do you plan to do with the data? Is it generating content? Is it determining or measuring satisfaction across your, um, your customer base? 
What do you, um, it's that upfront planning that helps to ensure that you ask the right questions that will meet your objectives for the survey. Um, I've found time and time again as we're out, um, going out to our own audience, you know, as you get more people involved, especially across teams, everyone wants to add in a few additional questions. And um, that, um, all those nice to have questions, uh, our advice, don't add too many of those. Um, <laughs> it basically takes me into the, um, the next uh, important tip, which is really to keep your survey short and focused. Um, the, the goal that we really try and stick to is five minutes or less. Um, we all know people have short attention spans. So, you know, we're multitasking, we're doing all sorts of different things. So once you kind of bump over that five minute and then get over to the 10 minute, there's a lot of drop off once you go past that 10 minutes. Um, so really stick to the shorter surveys if possible. Um, you can always go back out with follow-up questions. Um, and that's, and, yeah, that's a great that's a great tip right there because I noticed, you know, a lot of you know, a company can really accumulate a lot of knowledge, you know, about their customers or prospects, but they don't have to do it all at once or once a year. You know, they they can basically break it up a question a week in a newsletter, you know, uh, that you know, to to bring your survey you know, have your survey on a nice page, put a link in it to a newsletter, ask people to answer it, and every week you can trickle in one little piece of, you know, helpful advice, and, and it only took a, a split second for that person to answer. I think any time I start to get into a survey, you know, as soon as I see, um, you know, as soon as I see that it's going to be, you know, 35 minutes and they're asking me a bunch of questions that aren't relevant, you know, I tend to abandon it right away. Right. Yeah, that's one of the things. Shorter surveys absolutely have higher response and completion rates. Um, a good rule of thumb, if you think about um, how long your survey is, it's really hard to say, oh, it should be X number of questions. But if you think about just an easy rule of thumb, if you are looking at your survey, five close-ended questions or two open-ended questions each take about one minute to answer. So that's kind of an easy rule of thumb. And um, you can also send it out to some of your colleagues to have them kind of test, test through it as well. Because as the survey creator, you already know the question and answer options, so you kind of skim through. That's um, a question the, rule of thumb. What's that? That's a great rule of thumb. So five closed-ended questions or two open-ended questions takes five minutes. No, take, each take a minute. Each takes a minute. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, and then using those close-ended questions whenever possible, so your yes, no, or your multiple choice answers, really um, it makes it easier for your survey takers. It's faster. And on the flip side, when you get your data back, it's much easier for analysis. Um, when you do already have an idea of, um, of the answer options that would be available, um, it's a lot, it's just easier to include those. And then you can always answer a or ask a follow-up, you know, please let us know why you felt that way or answered that way. Um, in our premium version, we do have a tag cloud feature um, that helps to put in word clouds the most frequently used words and phrases. 
So that helps with open-ended analysis, but it still does take longer than, um, than a quick bar graph that shows you how people, what percent answered yes and what percent answered no. Wow, that's great. And do you guys see, you know, what's, what's the drop-off? You said 10 minutes. If, if it takes more than 10 minutes, that's when you start to see a significant drop-off on a survey? Yeah, that's even when you speak with our panel team when they're um when they're um structuring surveys, really 10 minutes. After that point, you have to either significantly increase your incentive because you're paying for the people's time or um or you just should take a look at it and start weeding out those nice to have questions in there to make it a cleaner um survey that people will be able to answer in a faster manner. Okay. I, I'm, I'm writing these notes down. <laughs> and we can send you a, a note for, for your blog if you'd like. We kind of like the top, healthiest top seven tips and tricks or something like that. Yeah, I think some of these Jason um, included in his recent blog post for the Marketing Tech blog as well. Absolutely. They, they were perfect. I'm sorry? Any white papers or studies or anything like that on your site that uh, people could go and look at? We had some With top ten tips, and um, our blog, actually the Zoomerang blog, is an excellent resource for um, tips and best practices when it comes to surveying. Awesome. How, how um, about that? Who knew? So, so, <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Chelsea. You're on a no, roll. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so some of the other things that um, that we also look at in terms of survey creation are just making sure that your scales are consistent. So in um, asking people to rate their experience, if your first question starts uses the number one as a very dissatisfied um, or needs improvement, then make sure that your one your future rating scales use that same one um, and that you're not flipping back and forth because as people get used to, oh, okay, the negative is to the left, the positive is to the right, um, they get used to looking towards that side and kind of knowing it's almost like um, set in their head. So it's good to make sure that those are consistent throughout your survey as well. Okay. And um, when you're actually structuring your survey, if you can think about it almost as a conversation with your audience. So you're, you start out with your introduction and then you go in asking, um, asking one line of questions that logically leads into the next grouping or next set of questions. As long as when you're talking through it, it kind of flows through because when it's a little bit bouncing back and forth, it's, it takes the, the um, audience or the respondent a little bit longer to kind of follow your train of thought, and um, it, it leads to a little bit, um, it takes them a little bit longer to respond because they need to step back and say, oh, no, wait, now we're on a different topic. And so it just causes them a little bit of pause. So if you just think about it as a conversation that you're having with your audience, then that's always a good, um, good thing to keep in mind as well. Um, the next thing is just reaching your audience where they are. Um, as Alex mentioned, we have several different ways that, um, that you can send Zoomerang surveys. So 
if you have their emails, fantastic, send through the emails. But you can also think about, as Doug does, posting the polls on your blog or shooting the survey link out through Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, and, and you know, we've, we've got some exciting news for you there. What's that? We have some exciting news for you there. Your we're, response we're gonna, rates? No, no, we're going to put together a neat little WordPress plugin for Zoomerang. So we're going to make it easy. It's the polls and surveys on their blog. That's great. That's awesome. We can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you guys. I'm excited. No, I mean, no. Okay. Yeah, let us know what kind of questions you have as we're talking. Yeah, I, well, I mean, everything so far is is is, is just um, this is what's so important, you know, and, and and you guys, you know, feel free when you see me screw up, uh, you know, the polls that we're putting out there, and um, and you want to provide advice, please do. I'll I'll when I you know what we've been doing is we've been asking, we're shooting for every Tuesday having a new um, new survey question on the site, and then the following Monday or Tuesday we're gonna basically share the response with everybody and then discuss that response. But I would love it for you guys to jump in, too, and say, you know what, Doug, if you would have worded this differently, you know, you could have gotten a better response or, or you know, next time try this. We'd, we'd love your help with that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be happy to. You know, that's one of the things that we always recommend is just kind of bouncing the idea, sending the survey to colleagues or even a um, small test audience to um, to to make sure that you're not doing a leading question or you don't have any typos. Um, work out the kinks. Yeah, just kind of work out all the any un, unforeseen little issues that you may have. Oh, that's a great idea. Great idea. So those are two do nots you just mentioned. Don't ask leading questions. Don't uh, don't have typos, which is probably a good policy anytime, right? Uh, keep it short, you mentioned, and keep it focused on a single idea. Uh, any other do's and don'ts that come to mind? Um, another common pitfall that we see is kind of multi-part questions where you're asking, um, were you happy with your last experience and will you visit us again? Well, they could be happy, but maybe they moved, so they're not going to visit you again. So just little things like that where it could be, a yes to one and a no to the other or vice versa. So how would the respondent answer? Um, it's much better in those cases just to make sure that you're only asking one single question within your question. Um, another popular thing is just um, using jargon or acronyms because not everyone is familiar with your own industry or business um, shorthand. So just making sure that you sell it out and that, you know, that um, CRM, CPC, TPS, all of those miscellaneous um, <laughs> acronyms floating around out there that um, you know they don't trip up your your survey taker. Uh, that's a great idea. Sometimes you know, sometimes we uh, we think we're a little bit smarter than we really are. So. <laughs> Amen. Jen is really nodding her head at me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> She's jumping up and down, actually. <laughs> do, hey, do you hey, Doug, all... I'd also like to take this opportunity to introduce Dinah Bowen. Dinah's joined us. Dinah runs uh, the sales for all our Zoomerang sample business, as well as 
a major part of Market Tools overall? Is it the Western region, basically? Yep. Yep. Hello, Douglas. It's Dinah. Nice to meet you. Welcome aboard. Thanks. So, so Dinah's going to talk about um, when when you're in a situation like a lot of the surveys that we talked about earlier are when you actually have people's email addresses to send their survey to, or you post it on your blog or website. But there are so many companies that want to get answers from people that they don't have their contact information, and that's what Dinah's group does. So Dinah can talk about that. Sure. I'll just tell you a little bit about that. So um, the, in, as a complement to the Zoomerang survey platform, we've got what's called the Zoom panel database. And in that database, we have over 2 million online consumers, online survey takers, that really just love to give their opinions about different products and services out there in the in the world at large. And we have additional information on those folks that help our people that are programming surveys get to the people they're looking for, get to their target audience. Um, so our, our Zoom panel, we have profile information on key demographics like age, income, and gender, but we also have additional attributes. We've got over 500 additional attributes on things like, does this survey taker, do they like yogurt? Do they buy yogurt? Or do they use an iPhone? Or are they a homeowner? So we're really great about being able to put the, the survey creator in touch with the consumer that they want to talk to to get to get real life opinions and be able to make decisions about their small business or or make decisions about a product that they might want to launch into the marketplace. Um, people come yeah. in. You don't have to sit there and and uh, and worry about you know collecting enough information. You could basically just supplement it or or entirely do it through your your Zoom panel service. Yeah, that's that's right. It's it is fantastic. In fact, um some some survey creators might have their own panel and they might want to know, okay, do our our key um enthusiasts, our product enthusiasts that we know, do they like this new idea? But they might also want to go out to a less biased audience, just a gen pop audience in which we can supplement and see if, you know, the general population also likes that may not be an enthusiast with the product. Can they bring in new product enthusiasts or new consumers to whatever concept they might be trying to launch? Um, So that's a great, just the recommendation you made, it's we can supplement or we can just, um, if if folks need um, survey takers overall, we can get them in touch with um, survey takers based on what they're looking for and we'll tell them, you know, what we've got in our database and, um, and what's really nice is that because we manage the panel database and we manage the Zoomerang software, it's super easy. The, the Zoomerang um, subscriber can program their survey and they can just give us a call and we can um, grab their target audience and attach them to their survey, send it out online, and they can just sit back and watch the responses come in and see how people are, what their opinions are about, about the product or service that they're thinking about um, going to market with. And those, those 500 attributes that you have on those people, is it, is it everything from, you know, basic demographics to geographic targeting as well? It is. It's, it's basic geogra- um, it's geographic information. It's um, basic demographics. 
it could be things like ailments. It could be um, somebody wants to talk to somebody that has a particular health issue and get their opinion on um, a new maybe medication um, or get their opinion on whether or not they want a product to be available at Home Depot or Target. So it's really all over the map. And, and Douglas, we can also send you kind of an infographic that lays out some of those 500 uh, questions or characteristics that we use. I have it mounted up here on the wall in my office, so it's very almost anything you can imagine wanting to ask about, we track it. Yeah, that'd be, that would be great to share with the audience. Absolutely. The other thing that is, is really cool about our database is it's high quality. So, you know, one of the things that you'll find out there is that there's varying degrees of quality of, of, of databases. And so um, our Zoom panel database, we verify through, um, through a survey validation process called, or a panelist validation process called TrueSample. When we recruit them into our panel, we make sure that everybody is real, that their, that their email addresses match somebody in the real world, that they're unique to the panel, and that they're engaged. So when people are taking surveys, we're making sure that they're not speeding or straight-lining through the survey. So um, that's a key, you know, that's something that makes us unique about, um, about our panel, and that's something that we're really proud of in terms of having high-quality consumers taking surveys. Well, uh, I guess, you know, when you're the survey company, it's, it's uh, no doubt that you guys have more up-to-date data than anybody else does out there. <laughs> right. Well, it really all goes back to, to giving you confidence that the information you're gathering is really really helpful and reliable to you. Yeah. And one other, yeah. one other thing I'd, I'd point out, Dinah's very modest, but, I mean, her team is, is very good. And so the, the kinds of examples she was giving, so one uh, – we're able to do this in a way that doesn't break the bank. I mean, literally, you can put together a survey uh, and gather answers for sort of 5 to $8 per complete. So, like, That's for a great. couple thousand dollars, you can have a lot better answer to your question. So it's, one, very affordable, and, two, very fast. They can literally turn things around in a day or two sometimes. I don't want to no, guarantee right. anything. No, that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, we um, we can get something out tonight and have responses coming in overnight and back to you tomorrow morning. So we're really quick, and it's high quality, and it's just it's easy for our, for our um, Zoomerang subscribers. And right now we actually have a promotion going, which is um, for people that just want to get started. So if there's anyone in the audience that's thinking, oh, I just want to give this a try, and I haven't done an online survey, but um, you know maybe I'll go to the Zoomerang website. We are running a promotion where um, people can come and get a Zoomerang premium subscription as well as, um, for a year, as well as 250 um, Gen Pop completes to that survey for $1,495 which is a really great deal because Zoomerang Premium is usually uh, $599, and then in addition to that, sample is typically you know, at least $1,000 just to get started. So to be able to get 250 completes with Zoomerang Premium um, is just a great way to just get out there and start doing online surveys. And, and, and how, how do they do that? Do they call market tools? Yeah, yeah, you can just call us. Um, I can give you our 800 number if you want it now, um, which is 1-800-310-6838. Or you can just send us a quick email at sample 
sales at markettools.com. Nice. And once again, that's $14.99. That covers a pro account. $14.95. You're marking it up. You're marking it up there. It's it's, it's $14.95. $14.95, and that includes a pro account as well as uh, doing a survey uh, with 250 recipients. That's right, general population re- recipients. So just it's a premium account, even and better. it's a premium account, which is 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 the really um, the with all the all the bells and whistles Zoomerang version. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for uh, we, we'll we'll have to publish that one out in the newsletter on Monday and let everybody know. We'll call it the Doug Carr Special. <laughs> awesome. I love there it. you go. Anybody that calls up to say, "Hey, I want the Doug Carr Special," there we go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that that's really cool. I didn't even know that you guys offered any any type of market research, um, you know, services on the back end of that. So that's fantastic. You know, I think everybody just assumed Zoomerang was just a a software company, and that you guys didn't have that backbone behind you. Yeah, a lot of people assume that. We've been trying to get the word out there. It's really pretty exciting because, of course, our bread and butter is this do-it-yourself survey, but you know, there are some people who don't want to do it the survey themselves. So for, for, for those people, we create over 100 templates so they can take a template uh, for a common survey type and then customize it. Um, but also, if they want us to design the survey for them, we'll hap- we're happy to do that too. We have sales professionals and professional services people who can crank that out and, and Dinah's team can put together with the perfect sample audience and, and get a really useful answer back to you within a, you know, a day or two and it's pretty, it's pretty fast and pretty slow. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's an important story in that as well, and that's that, you know, you, you talk, like Chelsea went through all of the best practices on, you know, surveys, and what people don't realize is that, you know, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're like us where you're just, you know, kind of getting your feet wet and, and starting up that, you know, if you're working for a large corporation and there's, you know, a lot of money on the line, and you create a survey that somehow, you know, uh, asks a question where you're, you know, you're you're almost um, pre-answering it for them, or you know, influencing the responses that they give. You know, you can really get yourself into some trouble. So, utilizing a service like you know, like Market Tools, you know, to help design the survey can kind of get rid of that ambiguity and 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 ensure that you know the the results that you're going to get are accurate and usable. And I think that's something that's, you know, uh, I think all of us have taken, you know, tons of surveys in our life and tons of polls in our life. But, you know, a lot of times when those come through, you know, the 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 way they ask the question can really influence the response. So um, utilizing a survey like that seems like a no-brainer to me, especially if you've got, you know, some large money decisions hanging on the responses of, of your audience. You're Douglas, you're absolutely right. And also, another point is you don't have to do it all at once. One of the things that, that Chelsea mentioned was that we recommend folks doing like a trial survey or a test survey. Uh, in, for example, especially the higher dollars, uh, let me say it a different way, the bigger the decision, the more care and attention you should put into making sure your results are useful. So, for example, if it's a really you know, multi-million dollar decision, we'd recommend that even if you create the survey yourself, you run it by us and let our experts just make sure you don't have any bias or leading the audience issues there. And the other thing is to do it in rounds. So, 
for example, to send out a, if you're going to ask a survey to 30,000 people, uh, maybe you want to ask 1,000 of them in the first round, take a look at the re results and make sure that it's kind of what you expect. Because maybe you've got a multiple choice question and if, you know, 50% of the answer is other, then it means you probably need to have a few more options in that question. And it's better to find that out on, you know, 1,000 people than to send it out to all 30,000 and then kind of find out too late. So it's easy to do it in rounds, and then that'll just make the answers more useful to you. Yep, yep, makes sense, makes sense. Uh-oh, dead space. Dead space. <laughs> you guys um, have any questions? I've got a question. Where, what, are there segments or industries where you're really seeing growth in your market? How are your clients changing over time? Hmm. That's a good question. We actually will be getting our own customer survey data back within a week. We've got had about over 8,000 people already take it. So I can give you a good answer about where it's moving um, next week. But I can tell you in general, um, about 30% of our customers are small or medium businesses. 18% um, of them are in the education field. Um, I've got health followed by healthcare, financial, nonprofit, manufacturing, and then a lot of government institutions use this as well. Um, so that's really where we're seeing the the industry breakdown. SMB is is a really large uh, area for us, and um, myself having worked at different SMBs, um, you know, online surveys are just such a great way to help you make really good decisions moving forward. So, so when the government sector is making these polls, do they the, the surveys and designing them? Do they ever listen to the results? We can't help with that necessarily. Actually, I I can actually give you a really interesting example of uh, it was a nonprofit that works with the local government here in San Francisco, and what they did recently was they put a survey out to San Franciscos who take Muni, which is our our subway system, basically. And um, they put a survey out there to understand how people are feeling about our, you know, our subways and our buses, gather that information, and then actually use that to help inform policy changes in the city. So that's a really nice way. I, you know, I, I personally think the more we can do of getting, you know, um, community voices heard, um, and maybe this is a, something newspapers want to start using more, or online polls and getting more crowdsourcing of, of um, you know what what the citizens think um, to help yeah. inform policy yeah. on a on a nonpartisan level. Well, I think I think there's an important element there too that you know some people um, you know especially with the advent of of social media, a lot of pe people feel like. Hey, you know what? I'm going to push this out to social media and kind of see what the response is back from there. But you know, part of the problem with that is the response that you're getting is only from people that like, you know, to be public about their responses. You know, so you know, there's there's a rule like on blogs that you know I think it's one out of every 100 readers will actually you know comment, even if they even if they violently disagree with you. The the fact that you know you're you're making them take a step that to goes that goes public. Um, a lot of people just won't take that step, and there's a lot of safety, you know, in the opportunity to send a survey out 
where people can handle, you know, answer that privately, answer anonymously, you know, and provide you constructive feedback for your business. You know, I think I think what you don't get is you don't get the trolls, you don't get the loud mouths, you don't get the, you know, the people that just want to show off and and get their voice heard. You know, you really get some some answers from people that care. And and I think a lot of people are, like I said, a lot of people are tempted to just, you know, throw something out on Twitter or Facebook and 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 see what the response is when you know the opportunity to throw a a legitimate survey out there and control, you know, what those responses could be and get accurate feedback through through a well-designed survey, you know, you're going to get a lot better results out of that. I totally agree, Doug. And, you know, where, whereas maybe only one out of 100 might go out of their way to complain, if you ask somebody, they're much more likely to give you their opinion. And by asking a, a population or a sample that you control, you're able to then make Kind of more informed decisions based on those results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The other, the other you, thing that we hear from our customers over and over is just how easy it is to get started. So for the fact that we make Zoomerang literally free and have these templates, so you can literally within a couple of minutes uh, create a survey, customize it, and get it out the door. And what we hear over and over is people telling us, "I wish I would have started this." even sooner. I didn't realize how easy it was to get going. I thought I needed to be a market research expert. But the point you just made is so important that people need to connect with their customers, and uh, tools like Zoomerang make it very easy to do so. Yeah, and it, and it really is good. I mean, I think I think what we're having fun with is, you know, we're, we're really thinking about, you know, we're using, obviously, for the, for the poll, we're using timely um, you know, events, you know, to, that, that get a little bit more participation with people. But the, the long-term vision is that, you know, we're basically educating our readers that we want their feedback on an ongoing basis. And we're definitely going to adjust, you know, how we're writing our content, you know, based on that feedback. And that's a, that's a critical thing nowadays. You know, content strategies are, are absolutely huge on the Internet right now. And if you're saying a bunch of you know a bunch of BS that nobody wants to hear, you're not doing your company any good. You know, so why, why not find out what people want to hear? Yep, that's right. Absolutely. And also with um, you know, there's some really fun surveys that we've seen around um, new product development too. So I can um, we've got a, a a fun company in um, in the kind of the iPad iPhone case space. So the company is called Spec products, S-P-E-C-K, and they they um, send surveys out there to inform what colors uh, people are wanting on the cases. And that makes a huge difference um, to get that feedback early before they mass manufacture these and put them in retail stores so that they really know what the color trends are that people are going to buy. Um, and so those are, those are always fun surveys to look at for us. Um, I know another company, are you guys familiar with Method products? It's um, like cleaning and Housewares is all natural. They sell it at Target and many other stores. Well, they use our surveys all the time to um, ask customers about new product developments that they're working on and get their feedback on that too. That's awesome. And and you know what a what a reaction you know when you actually use that data you know and change your product you know based on that survey and based on the results. 
uh, when people see that your company is responsive to the information that you've provided them, um, that's that's what everybody wants nowadays, right? They want that personal engagement. You know, they want to know that their voice counts. Yeah. How about the guys in the studio with the? I know there's Lifeline data centers and a, someone with the travel insurance agency. Have you guys ever done um, surveys? This is Mohammed. I'm from ACC Medical. Um, we have used some surveys internally, but honestly, myself, I've used Zoom rank surveys in particular for years um, through a lot of different employers, whether it was for gathering feedback from customers about product. One thing I've used it a lot for is actually internal surveys with employees about contests, how they put about prizes, or I had one job where we actually all the managers were responsible for doing Zoomerang surveys about themselves to gather feedback from all their peers and leading up to review time. Nice. So and I didn't. I didn't. Fun. I, prom I promise. I didn't pay Muhammad to say that or to be here. <laughs> We've actually used them for international health insurance products, which is Lenovo, similar to major U.S. Repeat. Why? So. Um, I have another colleague of mine across the way across the room. I can't hear him. What he's saying is that we actually have also, as a company, um, an ACC Medical Insurance Services, use Zoomerang um, as a way of getting feedback from our customers, especially some of our international customers, about how they feel about their product. Because we found that the online surveys are a much easier way to get a hold of them um, since they're living abroad generally. Phone surveys just are not an option. They're not going to want to rack up, you know, long distances and that sort of thing. But they're very open to giving feedback via, you know, via the web. Nice. Well, Great. Uh, you know, we we have, you know, a, let's say a handful of guests in the house and two veteran Zoomerang users. Love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've Listen. got we've we've got Jason. Oh, go ahead. Would someone have a question? This is Doug from Lifeline. Our surveys have been brute force in the past. We've asked questions via email. We've never used a survey product, but we should be. There's a couple of uh, circumstances where we've considered offering new products and new services, and that would have been an ideal, an ideal place. Now, our email platform offers surveys as an add-on, so you know that's that's kind of the path of least resistant, least resistance approach. It is. You got to be. One of the one of the things about you know like like um, when I worked for Exact Target it was a it was a critical thing, and that's that a lot of the built-in surveys to the application where they actually publish the survey within the email, um, you know tools like Outlook um, literally block the form elements and won't allow people to submit. Oh, nice. So um, and and with Outlook the latest versions of Outlook they made that even tighter. They literally don't want any form integration on there. So, you know, my advice my advice on that front would be if you're going to create a survey for someone to take online online, you know, notify them by email but have a link that they can click on to literally get to a survey. And that way you'll know that they won't have problems with, you know, their email client or anything else. Yeah, that's true. The other and I I don't mean to you know, knock any of the uh you know, email companies, but you know their their survey capabilities often don't have the um, the depth that ours do. So they're very lightweight surveys, where we have a lot of the analysis, um, the tools that uh, Chelsea was talking about earlier. So if you're looking for statistical analysis, etc., 
um, they often don't have that or the reporting capabilities that ours do. Um, plus, we also have the really the really great um, templates that are already pre-built there. So, as Doug was saying, you know, create a survey with Zoomerang, take that link, put it in your emails, uh, the emails that go out through that other system, and then people can just link up to the um, to the Zoomerang survey. It's super fast. Another thing that's probably worth mentioning is if your company uh, uses Salesforce, Zoomerang has an award-winning integration with Salesforce. It's very easy. So a lot of people use Salesforce both on the sales management side but also on the customer service side. So you can set it up so that uh, every time someone contacts your company with a customer service issue, they can get an automated survey, like, how did we do? Do we resolve your issue? Um, so it's very very easy to integrate, and, and we do this all the time, and up and running in, in a matter of days. And we also offer a free 30-day a free trial on the Salesforce integration. Yep. And we'll actually build the first version for you and get it all integrated yeah. so you can actually see it working. And so within Salesforce, all those answers map back to that customer um, contact. So if you go into that customer, you can then open up a survey there and see what that person answered specifically. Mm -hmm. I think get more information about it, Mohammed, but that's something that sounds very interesting to me. The Salesforce? Great. Yeah. Great. So, so where, where is there a do you have like a integrations page that talks about the the Salesforce integration? We do. If you go to our website and under um, types of surveys, there's a drop down. The last one on that drop down, the fifth one is called is Salesforce, and um, there's a form that you can fill out, and uh, a salesperson will contact you and talk you through it. Because it's it's more. I mean, clearly it's it's more uh, more you know customization up front. Um, so we actually have a, a person uh, help you through that. Oh, it's in. Uh, it looks like it's in plans and pricing. It there is. It is. In plan, it's in plans yeah. and pricing. But if you go to types of surveys, it's not and, there. Oh. It's it's, we'll, it's uh, yeah. or it's on the drop down of types of surveys. Well. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> you go to zoomrang.com. Here's here's a quick way. Go to zoomrang.com slash salesforce and you guys Boom. and you guys have uh it's available on App Exchange. There's a video, a one minute overview, you can download a data sheet on it, um, and you can view a online schedule an online demo. Very Great. cool. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, you're right. We've actually been updating our website. Oh, it, is, it is on plans and pricing. You're right, it's on plans and pricing. It's a last drop down on that one. <laughs> We got our internet connection back. Can you tell? <laughs> on the fly responses. We will try to do a, a handoff to the Skype bus because it's really Yeah, that's terrible. Um, hey, we also have Jason here. And, uh, Doug, we know that you know Jason. Jason is our social media manager. Um, and he's just got some other really great great ideas about how, using, how you use surveys to do content generation for your blog, press releases, Etc. And really, just to be, you know, keep people engaged with you and your company and your brand to keep you top of mind. Yeah, um, everyone. I just wanted to uh, go over it real quick and, and like, I, I monitor uh, the brand Zoomerang and, and our links all day and, and using Radiant Six, and it's really fascinating. I mean, there's so many polls out there through Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. 
but uh, there's there's no shortage of ways that people are are finding to use uh, you know quick question polls and um, and surveys through Twitter and Facebook. Of course, those have to be short, and you have to keep your expectations real when you're uh, launching it to you know a, a whole world of of uh, of some people you do know and some people you don't. But um, so Zoomerang does offer uh, you know you can launch it your launch your surveys and polls directly into Facebook and Twitter. But I like to take it a step further and and go to your blog and focus on that because I think the blog is basically you know, your mothership of social media. It's the uh, it's the social media rug that ties the room together, if you will, if you want to quote the Big Lebowski there. But, um, and, and basically, there was a recent study from the Custom Content Council, which I swear that's a real place, I didn't make that up. And they, uh, they, they found out that 73% of consumers prefer to get their information about an organization in articles rather than advertisements. And, you know, with the popularity and, and the rise of social, that shouldn't be any surprise. So, you know, I, I like to uh, to find different ways uh, and different unique uses of uh, of people using uh, surveys and, and polls on their blog. Of course, the Marketing Tech Blog has their poll uh, going on every week, and and people are engaging in that. And it looks, you know, it's it's great as a uh, as a resource to really you know, take it a step further. I like to think of it as you know using online surveys and polls within your blog to to engage your audience beyond the comment box, like you mentioned earlier, Doug. And, uh, you know, other examples, uh, a great blog called uh, ProlificLiving.com. Uh, there's a, uh, a writer there named Farnoosh who, uh, who I found through Twitter, and she needed a solution to, uh, to get some ideas about an ebook she was putting together. So, you know, I worked with her. Really, It's really simple. Within, like, 20 minutes, she created her survey, had it embedded on her blog, and uh, all of a sudden you just see the comment boxes light up. People were taking the survey. Uh, they were really happy to be able to contribute their opinion, and uh, and other bloggers chimed in and said, "Oh my God, what a cool idea! I'm going to start using that too." But uh, anyway, she took all those results and basically made an ebook out of it, and uh, she gave her readers exactly what they were looking for. So it was, it was that was a really fantastic example of of you know using a survey to to crowdsource and create content based on exactly what your audience wants. What was what was her blog again? It's prolificliving.com, and her name is Farnoosh Brock. That is a cool idea. I'm, I'm, and then I'm going to talking. <laughs> it, it's a it's a really great blog. It's, it's about just living well. It's like uh, very inspirational. So it's it's a good it's a good Friday afternoon read to launch your uh, launch your weekend. So. Okay, I swear I have met Farnoosh. I think I met her at Blog World uh, last year. I did meet Farnoosh. That is too cool. small world right there. Small world. Yeah, she's she's quite a popular um, blogger out there in the social world. So, and she's got lots of great ideas, and she inspires lots of people as well. So. Well, you you just said something that was an interesting thing too that I hadn't thought about. You know, one of the things that we've been thinking about on the blog is, you know, whenever you're asking someone for feedback, um, typically it's 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 not it's not impolite to put it in their face. Like, you know, if you want to start up a video and sound and, you know, throw an ad in someone's face, uh, they, they get a little bit peeved and typically abandon a site. But if the first thing that pops up when you visit a site, you know, is a small question asking for a survey result, you know, um, we've seen that, you know, most people will answer it and then continue to the blog. You know, it's interesting. I want to see how we can, you know, test with you guys and, and actually implement surveys, you know, kind of throughout the blog. And one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, if you had uh, basically a survey 
at the end of each blog post, you know, that solicited additional information just on that blog post, you know, that might really strike up some interesting conversations, you know, in the comments below it as well. Um, yeah, we, that, we do that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Doug, I mean to cut you off. We, we do that on occasion, uh, you know, on the appropriate blog post. We'll, we'll embed a small poll at the bottom just saying, you know, is this useful? What would you like to more he, or hear more about, read more about? So, yeah, it's definitely a way to um, to gather an idea, you know, see how your blog, how that, if that post was actually helpful, and then, you know, a, a great idea for a next post on what they want to hear more about. We see an yeah. increasing yeah. number of, of authors and bloggers doing exactly that. Like what jumps to mind is uh, there's a, a very well-known tech blogger out here named Dean Takahashi, writes about games and a lot of technology, and he routinely includes like a Zoomerang poll at the end of his post. And it's uh, one of the things about Zoomerang as a tool, you, the, you the person who, who has the Zoomerang account, you can choose to either show the results or not show the results or show only the percentages. You have, there's a lot of, uh, we give a lot of power to you. And you can also, for example, allow people to link to those results. You can choose to show links and things like that. And so we're starting to see a lot of really uh, interesting and innovative uses of surveys and polls in the content creation process. Sort of like, and what else would you have liked to, to hear about in this post? What did I miss? What should I have included in this post that I didn't include? It's really interesting to see how that interaction is growing. And Jason's right in the thick of it. I mean, you're like in the heart of that. I, you know, I see it all day. And if you have something that's, that's you know, relevant to what's going on, uh, and it may be a trending topic in Twitter uh, or whatnot, you know, there are sharing options on the bottom of the survey or the poll within your blog. So your user has, with one click, they can share that with their following, and it, you know, then it goes on from there. The uh, the poll that that Laura mentioned earlier about the Red Sox, um, I I woke up this morning, you know, first thing I do is is I'm you know checking to see what people are saying about Zoomerang, and all of a sudden it's just it's spreading like wildfire. Like she said, they had 2,000 votes in just a matter of of you know a day or so, and you know since my beloved Giants took a dive and <laughs> and they're out now, and now I'm voting for the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Red Sox, I feel the pain of those Red Sox fans. I do. And, and it's like, should we make a big change like that? Let's, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if, if a news organization picked that up, a local news channel, and said, you know, Jerry's Bar and Grill did this poll, and we don't want him to go. I mean, it's, it's a powerful thing when it spreads like, like that on Twitter. And it's fun, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, kudos. I mean, uh, soliciting feedback is, is kind of a, a lost, Thing. We're starting to see, you know, it's it's pretty, you know, question and answers was, is a is a huge thing on the internet, and it kind of blew up last year, and I think it's kind of maxed out, um, you know, all of the different, um, you know, question and answer systems that have uh, been produced. But surveys have remained, you know, undeniably consistent through this entire, you know, ups and downs of, you know, Twitter versus Facebook versus Google Plus. Um, you know, always going back and asking us a few simple questions and providing a very simple way for people to respond uh, and then utilizing that, you know, that response. Um, that's that's what social media is all about, right? Yeah, I, you, I couldn't have said it better. It, it's just, you know, keep your expectations realistic. Not everything's going to go viral. We know that. But, you know, if you need, if you have a good following and they're engaged with you, uh, chances are you can get some feedback instantly and, and watch the results in real time. And that's that's kind of the power of uh, of the crowdsourcing, which is the hot trend. Well, that's fantastic. Well, 
Well, hey, we're, the the show the show started automatically, and it's and it's going to end automatically. <laughs> um, we've got a few minutes. Can we uh, can we talk about? Obviously, people can follow you on Twitter at Zoomerang. And uh, nice to see that you guys uh, keep up on office space humor, and uh, <laughs> and we we love seeing personality uh, behind behind a corporate you know uh, Twitter account. Um, people can find you on Facebook as well, uh, Facebook.com/slash/zoomerang. Um, your site zoomerang.com, and then Market Tools, the, the you know the research company behind Zoomerang is at markettools, no dashes, no anything, uh, .com. And, uh, and I hope people really, you know, take an opportunity to sign up, especially just sign up for the free basic account and, uh, and create a quick survey and figure out exactly how easy this tool is. It literally does, you know, it literally takes a second or two to create a, a, a beautiful survey. We've been using, if, if people have been following us on the blog, um, you can export the um, the chart in a, in probably a you know 25 different chart you know well actually there's probably like 10 different chart types and then 20 different color options within those um, but some beautiful chart exports so we don't have to design that either we literally just take the results pop out the chart embed it in our blog post and then uh, and then embed the next chart or the next poll um, and it's been it's been just just a breeze to do this. No integration, no coding, no anything. Just copy and paste. Um, hey, one more, any- one more thing. Oh, one more yeah, thing I just wanted to mention, Doug, is, uh, you know, of course, we have our upcoming webinar. Uh, it's, based, it's based on using surveys as content generation for your blog or press release. And, uh, of course, you'll be a guest speaker, so we're very excited about that. Uh, the, blog, or the, web, the webinar is called Stay Top of Mind Through Creative Content Generation. It's on October 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. And uh, you can... Uh, stay tuned to Marketing Tech Blog and Zoomerang.com for more details and to uh, to sign up. It's free to register, and uh, we're really looking forward to that that webinar. Yeah, and that's a that's an important one. I think you know so many people um, struggle with developing content for their sites or their blogs, and uh, this is the perfect way to solicit that feedback and 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 get that information from your audience and and give them exactly what they're looking for. So. Hey, I want to thank everybody. Um, you know, thanks, uh, Alex. Thanks so much, Chelsea, Laura, uh, Dick, Jason. Um, this is this has just been uh, and Chelsea. I forgot Chelsea. Um, this has just been a fantastic show, and and thanks for working through our problems today. Hey, Doug. Really, thank you for the time. This has been a lot of fun, and I hope we get to do it again. Yeah, we we absolutely will. Well, we'll have you as guests. You know, um, you guys, you guys will have to dial in on any show, and we'll uh, we'll we'll have you, uh, you know, pop in some questions there and some some relevance about you know how surveys could help, you know, some of the situations with some of our guests too. Absolutely, and if you ever get out to San Francisco, dinner's free. It's on us. Oh, I like that—a free dinner in San Francisco. You can't beat that. There's a lot of good <laughs> restaurants out here. Come visit. We love to right. meet face to face. Appreciate it. And a tour of the official Zoomerang office, which is uh, very exciting. <laughs> the destination stop on many uh, many tourists uh, out here. So. <laughs> Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com. And from there, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.